You are now listening to Conversations with Jesus. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. You are now listening to Conversations with Jesus. And I'm praying that today the Lord has a word in store for you. Amen. So before we get started, let's just allow his Holy Spirit to just take control. So we're going to invite God right now. So wherever you are, pause through your hearts and get ready to hear from him. Amen. So Lord, we love you. We worship you. We bless your holy name. We acknowledge that you are the King and Savior of our lives. Right now, God, we want to repent for anything. Oh, Father, please clean us and just please allow your spirit to flow. Please allow your spirit to move. God, whoever is listening right now, I pray that you are able to touch their hearts, Jesus, and that you may have your way throughout this entire podcast. Thank you for being king. Thank you for being our God. We cancel right now every attack from the enemy and we cover, Lord, this entire podcast and everyone who's listening with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you and we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. Welcome. I'm Pastor Tahina. And today is actually the first episode of Conversations with Jesus. So congratulations. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you stay for the whole episode and that this will be a blessing to you. So I just want to thank God for, one, starting this podcast as he placed it in my heart. So here we are. And, you know, I just want to thank you for joining in. So we're going to do this. (laughs) Okay. A little bit about me. I'm a pastor. I'm a wife. And I'm a mother. And I owe all of what I am to Jesus. Because without him, I would not have been here. He's the one that truly restored me. He's the one that saved me and allowed these beautiful blessings to be in my life. God has given me a beautiful husband, a beautiful family, a beautiful ministry, beautiful church family. Like, I can't ask him for more. He just loved me so much and he just, he did his thing. He did his number. So I just want to say thank you, God. Like, I love you. (laughs) I really do. My life wasn't always like this, though. When I was um, truly saved, It was in the year of uh, 2019, January. That's when I truly believed that I repented and I surrendered everything completely to God and nothing was holding me back. Not my flesh, not nothing. Like I literally told God, look, take all of me. And he began to do a rapid work on me. He began to do a rapid like, yo, I'm going to change this girl. I'm going to fix her because my heart posture said, God, here I am. And he was like, boom, I got you. That's when I truly got saved. Um, back in the beginning of the year, 2019, I did a lot of rebelling before this. I was someone who was raised in church as many Christians are, as many people are. I was raised in church. I'm from a Haitian family. I'm Haitian American. So if you know the three rules, the three rules are l'école, l'acaille, l'église. Let me say that in English so you can understand. So it's school, home, and church. This is what I was raised on. That was like it. Like, yo, Tahina was on lockdown because all I was doing was those three things. Like, 
Um, my parents were very strict about it. And, you know, that's how I grew up. So it obviously means Christ was was relevant. Like that was something that was in my life. But did I truly have a relationship with him? That's the real question. Did I truly walk in obedience to him? Did I truly read my word? Did I truly worship him? These are the things you have to really ask yourself as a Christian. And honestly, I don't think I was truly walking with him at the time when I was younger. Um, my first encounter with Jesus actually occurred when I was about eight or nine years old. Like I said, God was definitely relevant in my life. Like that was like, you know, you people see me. Oh, yeah, she's a Christian girl because, you know, I make it known like I profess his name. But, you know, I just wasn't walking right. So my first encounter with the Lord was when I was about eight or nine years old. And I believe <clears throat> I was in my Baptist church that I grew in. And it was during like a praise and worship session. And everybody was worshiping. Everybody was praying. And I was just sitting there. And I think I was I had my hands up too. And I was worshiping. And um, out of nowhere, something just struck me. Like. My eyes are closed, right? But I see these this immense light. And guys, it wasn't like a burning light like the sun. You know how the sun is so hot, you can't really stare at it. It was like a light that was so white that when you look at it, tears come out your eyes. But it's not painful. You're just crying. And it's like tears were automatically coming out my eyes and I'm crying. And at the same time, I'm like shouting, like, hallelujah, hallelujah. And at the same time, my hands are clapping. I'm clapping, I'm clapping, I'm clapping, and I'm praising God. I, and I just can't, I'm, like, my body, like, I cannot control what's happening. I'm just feeling so much joy, like, to express, like, how I actually felt. Nothing ever on this earth that I've been here has ever felt like that. Absolutely nothing. It, like, felt perfect. Like, I was... I was in perfection. It was perfect. The feeling was amazing. And I just remember crying and just the light covered everything. I didn't see no one around me but this super white, bright light. And it was just shining so hard. And I knew that was Jesus. I knew I was in his presence. I knew this was real. And I was just uncontrollably happy, like joyful. Like I was just clapping and I was to the point I was crying, I was crying, and I just fell on the ground. I was just laid out. I was laid out. <laughs> and I was like about eight or nine. Like I was really young, but that was like my first encounter, like real encounter, like with Jesus. And basically, when I got home that day, um, actually, you know what's crazy? That day, too, the morning when I woke up, what actually woke me up? was I heard someone singing, but it sounded like so angelic. I don't know how to explain it. It, just, it was just like a beautiful hymn. And I heard it from my room all, all in the house. And I'm asking everybody, my mom, dad, mom, do you hear this song? Do you hear this? Nobody heard it. <laughs> Nobody but me. So it's like, I think God was like preparing my heart for the encounter that he was about to do, for the thing he was about to show me. Like, cause I was the only person that heard, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I hear like this beautiful angel voice. What is this? 
nobody else in the house heard about me. So that happened that morning. And then in church, that's when I had that super big encounter. So God is definitely real. Whew. Anyways, so basically after that experience, when I got home, boy, I was on my knees. Lord Jesus, if if I didn't say before, come into my heart, I repent. You are Lord and Savior, you are King, you're everything. Like I was just, whoo, I couldn't believe it. I was just repenting. I was asking him to be in my heart, Jesus, like to follow him. Like I was in love, right? And I really wish that after that encounter that I fully walked with the Lord, like completely. Like I just imagine sometimes, God, remember that day when you like really touched my heart? Like I really felt you tangibly, like in a way. And what if I just, from that moment, I just walked with you like forever? Why didn't I, why did I rebel so much? Sometimes I ask him that question, but God is perfect. And you know, there's things he had to teach me, I guess. So after that encounter, um, I started to grow, you know, you get to middle school, you get to high school. So, you know, puberty, peer pressure, all this stuff. So, you know, I kind of just went back into the world. I didn't really dive into reading my word and you know, really getting close to God. I was still going to church, but it wasn't like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sticking by him all the time, like, you know, doing worldly stuff. So I got into high school and I even faced like some identity issues in high school. It was crazy. You don't want to see me in high school, ninth grade. Oh. Okay. Anyways, got into a relationship with my first ever boyfriend, a not godly relationship. Oof. Anyways, all these things happened. I went through a lot of heartbreak for no, for no reason, but I guess I had to go through it. But God did not forget me when I went through these things. He was, he, Jesus still loved me. He did not leave my side. And somehow, like, after all the heartache I faced and all the issues of depression and all this stuff, I went back to Jesus again. And I eventually even got baptized. So I was like, okay, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're really, we're really trying to walk with God. I even joined the Bible club in my high school. And I started, <laughs> I started like preaching the gospel for a while. Like, you know, when I really got lit again, yo, I started, I remember, so there's, there's something called the spill out. I don't know if every high school has that or was it just my high school, but there's something called the spill out where you're like outside, it's like the outside cafeteria. And I remember one day, I just was, I like stood up on the, on the benches and I was like, guys, Jesus is real. Like he, he died for us. <laughs> you didn't repent. Like I was really going in. I'm like, yo, Jesus is real. Yo, some of our friends, they like, yo, see Tina, sit down, sit down. It was like, they were embarrassed. I'm like, I'm not going to be embarrassed about Jesus. I'm not going to be embarrassed about Jesus. I'm going to tell you all the truth, guys. He died for you. He's real. He's real. And I like, you know, nobody really listened. They're just walking past by my friends are like covering their face like it's okay I still I still continued on I was strong I was being faithful to Bible club I was still you know trying to get my word listening to more worship music and you know I just got lit with his with his love with his fire again and I was trying my best to just keep walking with him you know but after high school got to college well you know in college you get all this freedom you just want to do everything you're free. You're over 18. You're driving. 
all this stuff. So, but basically, I went to college and I was still, you know, like I said, I was still a church goer. I was still praying, um, still trying to read my words, still listening to worship music and things like that. Um, but yeah, I was sinning. Let's just be real. I was sinning. Okay. Some people don't like to admit it. I, I was sinning. Okay. We're just going to have to admit it. Um, I was Christian, but also the party girl, you know, the, on Saturday, I'm going to be hitting the shots, taking shots. And then on Sunday, the last supper, the communion, um, yeah, y'all know some of y'all do that. Don't don't look at me like I'm the only one that did that. Cause some of y'all doing that. But that was the lifestyle. I began to continue the lukewarmness. I was just in there. And um it was a it was in college, I could definitely call myself the biggest lukewarm Christian ever. And the crazy thing is that's not a good thing because the Lord spits out lukewarm. And you know, <clears throat> it was it was like, yo, why, why, why couldn't I just walk with God the whole time? That's what I thought. But you live and you learn. And God, he's just, I'm telling you, he just had so much mercy on me, so much grace. Like, I thank him so much. Because it was like Monday through Saturday, we going to sin. Sunday in the morning, we're going to church, okay? Maybe Sunday night, I might sin again. What type of lifestyle is that? That's terrible. So I thank God that, like, for real, for really saving me. But, you know, I was really messed up. And when I think about it, I really had no reverence for God at the time, even though everyone that knew me, like I said, they knew I was Christian. But my lifestyle, it was not Christian at all. My heart posture, not Christian at all. So, but I'm just happy somehow that the Lord still had grace and mercy upon my life and somehow still love me so i believe um during that time in college like later years in college i believe the lord even though he loved me he was getting a little fed up like with my constant you know rebellion to him and what i'm about to share with you guys is actually real it's a true story um so it's a part of my testimony so basically after my constant disobedience to him and just, you know, just doing a lukewarm life, I believe what actually happened to me was the Lord doing this to actually save me. I do thank him for this experience. I do thank him for um, showing me that this is real because at the time, before that time, I didn't know that that was real either. So he really, he really um, opened my eyes too. One night... And I was still in college, I believe. One night, um, I was sitting in the car with an old friend. And basically, he asked me to read a scripture from the Bible. Now, when he asked me to read the scripture from the Bible, for some reason, there was a big irritation in my heart. And that's weird. It was a big irritation. And it's to the point, he like put the Bible in front of me. And I pushed the Bible away. Like my hand physically pushed the Bible away. That's the start of. Then when he pushed when I pushed the Bible away, he tried again to put the Bible to me, and I wanted to rip the Bible. Demonic. This was the startup of my possession. 
Like I said, this is a true story. Yes, I got delivered. Thank you, Jesus. But this is a true story. And I want people to know, like, some people do not believe in people being possessed and needing to get delivered. But, guys, read Mark 5. Read a lot of areas in the Bible. A lot of a lot of chapters. You'll see possession is real. Deliverance is real. God actually told us that as Christians, um, we're going to deliver people in his name. So, this is a, definitely a true story. So, me... After wanting to rip the Bible, the start of my possession, because now I'm definitely not myself. I didn't want it to proceed to jump out of the vehicle because we were in a vehicle at the time. Um, and then at that point, it's like, I'm still there, but I'm not there because now I like lost control of my physical body. Like at this point, it's like, you're here but you're not here. That's exactly what it felt like. So immediately, my friend at the time, he calls um, a pastor. And the funny thing is, the pastor that he called is actually my husband. We'll get to that story another time where I talk about how we fell in love and everything after I got delivered and stuff. But look how God works. He brings my husband, my future husband, to help deliver me. Amen. So, calls the pastor, aka my future husband, and brings me to the church. The next thing you know, I'm on the floor. My eyes are rolled back. I'm screaming. And I'm all over the floor. Guys, I want to tell you how real this is. I had no control over my body. Like, absolutely none. So, I believe, like, that's why I said I think God was fed up with me to allow this to happen, to allow the manifestation to occur, to show me, look, you want to mess with the devil? The devil's going to have you. That's exactly what happened. I had no control over my body. Apparently, I don't remember what happened because I like blacked out because I don't know what's happening. Apparently, I was saying terrible things. I was spitting out of my mouth. I was rolling all over the floor. It was crazy. I looked like, forget that paranormal chick. Well, it's a paranormal. Whatever that movie is with that girl and the screaming, I don't watch that scary stuff, but whatever they be showing this possessed girl. Yo, I was throwing up. It was crazy. And y'all think this lasted just for that time. No, let me tell you something, boo-boo. Apparently, I had a lesion of demons. A lot. It was crazy. And my possession lasted not one day, but it lasted an entire week. I'm talking, I can't get into a car because I would drive the car to try to kill myself. I can't get into a car with a human because I would jump out the window. I will try to. These are all things I tried to. Like the devil was really, really out to physically kill me. That's how bad it was. And let me tell you guys something. If the Lord allowed me to die in this possession, boo-boo, I don't think I'll be in heaven. I do not think I would because the it the amount of like demons, everything, I, I just don't, I don't believe it. So I'm so thankful he saved me. So that's what the devil was out to do. He was out to kill me in sin so I could end up in hell and in torment. But thankful we to God, to Jesus Christ. Woo! We had the whole church praying. My husband was a pastor, one of the pastors. 
yo, day and night praying. I'm throwing up. I'm throwing up. Like every every time, like just people will come to my house like over and over to just keep praying for me. I'm still throwing up. My goodness, how much things in my throat? I'm still throwing up. It's crazy. And you know what? I was like, I was like fighting for my life in there. Cause there are times I'm like, Lord, like take these things, take these things out of me. And I just can't. Like I feel like I feel like giving up. Like I feel like, oh, I don't know what to do anymore. And I, you just gotta keep fighting. You just gotta keep fighting while you're in there. And it got you gotta keep even if it's you can't talk, you're saying in your mind, the blood of Jesus. God save me. God, I repent. God, I need you. God, I need you. So it's like <clears throat> the demons were were just crazy. They had mega strength too, apparently. Like I was kicking and scratching. Oh, crazy stuff. Whew. But when it finally ended, um, I remember God, I believe he just needed me to truly like repent. Like for real, like, hey, repent, sis. Repent, daughter. Like, do it. And um, I believe when it finally ended, like when I felt like, you know, like all the demons had left me, um, you like feel like, like this feeling of, like, is this even my body still? Like, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to get back to normal. You're kind of wondering, God, do you still love me even though this happened? But you know he does because he delivered you. He allowed all the demons or whatever to leave. I believe my deliverance, the length of it, I believe God did this for a reason. One, I know he was fed up with me and, and my rebellion. Two, he was making me believe and trust in him. And three, he was making the people around me also believe in this and trust in him. Like believe that deliverance is real, that there are possessed people out there that need deliverance. There's a lot of demons tormenting people. I think he wanted to show that because that wasn't um, relevant in my household either. Like nobody believed that stuff. But the situation happening to me opened up so many people's eyes. So it's actually a testimony of that too, that not only me being delivered, but the eyes of others being open too. So thank God for that. So lesson learned that I could not play both worlds. Okay, listen here. I repented after that situation of torment. It was terrible. I tried to, you know, get back into my word, get back into acknowledging the Lord and everything. Um, but it's like my flesh still wanted to do things that were sinful. Um, so I think after my deliverance, like, I think like in a couple weeks, I was like, oh, I could just go back to normal. Eh. Big lie. Try to go back to old ways, just like for a day, honestly. Yo, the remorse I felt. It was terrible. In my head, I'm like, yo, what, what am I even doing? This don't make sense. And God, what he really did, he convicted me. That was his conviction. Like, yo, do you not just see what I brought you out of? And you trying to go back to the same thing again. And I was like, wow, God. Like, like, I was like, wow, God, okay, okay. Like, repentance, like, I, I got to be sincere with him. Lord, I'm going to be sincere with you. God, it, God, I'm going to be real with you. In Acts 3, verse 19, it says, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. 
so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Let me tell you something. When I truly repented, I'm telling you guys, I did not want to go back to nothing because I didn't want to break God's heart. After all I went through, I tried to go back one time. It was the most disgusting feeling in the world. I never wanted to go back again. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because every single day, you know, people can make mistakes. When you make a mistake, you get right back up. You repent. You go right to the Father instead of running away. That's what the devil wants you to do. The devil wants you to mess up and never go back to Jesus. No. You repent. You truly, sincerely repent. And you go right back to him. And that's exactly what I did. I went right back to Jesus. I started fasting. I started praying. I started seeking him harder than I've ever done before. And I surrendered. Surrendered my life to him completely. Everything in me just belonged to him. And I just... Um, started to just get into a deeper and purer relationship with him. And that's why I'm so thankful that he allowed me to go through this possession to get delivered, to truly, truly come to him and know him. I share this testimony today with you guys because it's real. And if God could do it for me, you don't think he could do it for you? Or you don't think he could do it for that person that you're praying for? Of course he can, because he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Like, he doesn't change. So, going through that experience, truly repenting, has allowed so much stability in my life. I have seen the grace of God. I have seen the Lord just do things in expedited ways for me. I have seen God touch so many lives um, through through me and my husband. By the way, after um, my whole possession, everything, and truly repented, God brought my husband. He was already in my life. I just didn't know he was my husband yet because my eyes, my eyes couldn't be open. His eyes couldn't be open to it either because I was so much in sin. When he cleaned me out and, and, and thoroughly washed me with his blood, he brought my husband to my life. And it's like immediately as I'm seeking God, yo, God just gave me my partner to seek with him. And man, let me tell you, like we were going hard for Jesus. Of course, we went through some trials because, you know, they hate when people of God are doing things. Yo, he put us together. We, we going straight to marriage. We got married within six months. Thank you, Lord. God provided everything for the wedding. I could give you that testimony probably in another episode, but this is like the expedition I'm talking about that God does when you truly repent, when you truly surrender to him, when you truly have reverence for him. So he did all this for my life. And guys, this wasn't that long ago. We're in the year 2023. This was 2019 when I fully repented. So look how fast he works. I just want to thank him. I just want to thank him because he saved me from such a dark place. And you can tell by the way the demons, they just wanted to end my life physically so that they can end my life in the spirit, so that they can take my soul. That was their purpose. Like if I can make this girl die right now while she's in sin, 
she's going to be in torment forever because she never got the chance to repent. That's what the devil wants to do. But let me tell you something. Our God is greater. Jesus is all powerful. And when you truly cry out to him, he is willing to continue outstretching his hand and pull you out. I'm so thankful that God stretched out his hand and pulled me out. A sinner like me. And he cleaned me up. He washed me up. And he put a white robe on me. He put a white outfit on me and cleaned me. And I'm just so grateful for it. So I bless his name for the possession I went through. I bless his name for the deliverance I went through. I bless his name for allowing me to truly repent. And I'm praying today that the Lord does this for you or whomever you are praying for. He is still working today. He has not changed. All he wants is your pure heart. He wants your heart in full. He don't want part portions, guys. I was living such a lukewarm life. There were so many portions I was giving to the world. And I was just giving God bits and pieces. I always say this sometimes when I preach. I'd be like, when Jesus got on the cross, did he not give his entire body? Right? He gave his entire body. So that means our entire body, everything belongs to him. So why are we acting like Jesus only put an arm on the cross? Why are we acting like Jesus only put a leg? Because that's what we do to him. We'll just put our leg for him, our arm, and we just have the other leg and the other arm somewhere else. God wants there to be a change in his church. He wants there to be a change in his people. He wants us to fully surrender to him, to fully acknowledge him in everything that we do. This is what he wants from us. So I thank you, Jesus, for saving a wretch like me. Hallelujah. Baby girl, save now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving a wretch like me. I didn't deserve it. I did not deserve it, but you love me so much. You love me so much. Let me tell you something. God loves you so much. He's willing to pick you up, wash you clean. All you got to do is let your heart really render to him. All you got to do is repent and seek him in obedience. I pray this over you guys today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for you guys. And I want you to know that the Lord loves you. He loves you so much. And he has his arm outstretched. And he's willing to pick you up in any broken piece you're in. To make you whole. Because that's what he does. So let's just allow right now our hearts to be in the posture of God I surrender God I surrender God I surrender I don't want nothing holding me back from truly being with you oh father help me right now help me God I truly repent God I confess with my mouth that you are Lord and Savior Jesus Christ you are Lord and Savior of my life that you died and you rose again on that cross for me that you are the son of God I truly believe this in the name of Jesus. So let us pray. God, I thank you. I love you. I acknowledge that you are king. I repent right now, Father, for all of my sins. And I ask Jesus that you touch your people right now, every listener. Father, I feel your Holy Spirit, your fire burning right now. I feel you right now, Jesus. And I ask right now that you may penetrate the hearts that have been deceived, the hearts that have been broken, the hearts that have gone astray. Touch them right now, Lord. 
and bring them to your feet. As I rendered myself to you, I pray they do the same, Father. God, you call us to live in obedience and holiness and obedience and repentance, O oh Father. So I pray this over your people, that they will truly repent, that they will live holy lives, that they will obey your word, Father, that they will follow you, God. Father, you said, leave everything and follow you. I pray that they do this in Jesus' name, that nothing holds them back from truly following your will. I pray against any idols they may have, anything in their hearts that they're holding on to, any grudges. Father, I pray they give it to you right now in the name of Jesus and let your complete healing take place in their hearts. Let your complete healing take place in their bodies. Father, please allow your servants, God, to truly rise up in the name of Jesus, not letting anything hold them back. Father, thank you for saving a wretch like me. Thank you for saving me and caring for me so much. Imagine what you will do for all those who love you, Jesus. Imagine what you're doing for all the listeners, Jesus. You love us. You love us. You care for us. So God, I pray that we do not take this love for granted, that we run towards the cross in the name of Jesus. So Father, please allow your people not to feel defeated because they are not. Because if they are still breathing, God, you still have a purpose. Speak that to your people right now. If they are still breathing, there is still a purpose, God. So Father, don't allow them to let go. Allow them to continue pushing forward, Lord. So God, I wanna bless them right now. I pray in Jesus' name that your word gets instilled in their hearts and it continues to grow, Father. Father, just allow them to learn from my experience, oh Jesus Christ, that possession is not a joke, that you are really real and you really want your people to come to your feet. So God, let us truly do that. We love you, we worship you, we bless your holy name. And we cancel every attack, every demonic attack of the enemy right now that will try to lead all the listeners astray, oh God, that will try to bring them back to the, to the past circumstances. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that if they fall, they repent and they get up and run to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I love you. I worship you. Thank you for the love you have for all of us. We worship your holy name. We glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Whew. God is so good. He loves you so much. And I'm just praying that on this episode of Conversations with Jesus, that you know that it's time for you to have your conversations with Jesus. That it's time for you to truly pick up your mantle. Pick it up and truly walk with him. Let go of whatever you need to let go of. And he's going to help you in Jesus' name. And you're going to see such powerful and beautiful testimonies come out of this. When you truly push forward with God, he brings joy. He brings the peace. This is all him. Amen. So I love you. Thank you guys for listening in. Thank you guys for just being here. And I really pray that God has touched your heart. In Jesus' name, I really pray that. Because this is all for him. It's all for him. So God bless you. I love you. Stay tuned for more episodes. It was a pleasure um, just fellowshipping with you guys and just praying with you guys. It was a pleasure. God is so good. And his love is here. His arm is still outstretched to you. He loves you so much. So be blessed in the name of Jesus. And until next time, I'm Pastor Tahina. And this is Conversations with Jesus. Bye-bye. Love you.